0: Hello and welcome to Run For Heroes, the podcast. I'm Swazi, I'll be your hostess with the mostess and trust me when I say, you are in for a treat as this episode is packed with nothing but good vibes and a healthy dose of motivation. But before we get into it, why not take part in the Run For Heroes 5k May? Whether that's running, rolling, walking, cycling or swimming, get involved whilst helping a good cause. Find out more, at runforheroes.org.uk. You're locked into the brand new podcast for Run For Heroes. And today joining me is the legend himself. The actual vet is in the building. I've got Corey on the line. Hello, Corey.
1: (laughs) Hello, Swazi. (laughs) The vet.
0: (laughs) You are the vet. like.
1: title.
0: No, honestly, you know, for the whole of lockdown, having you on my socials, I felt bare inspired. I was like, if Corey's up and doing this, now I've been following you, you know, this is slightly a fangirl moment. So I am so <laughs> proud, so gassed to have you on the podcast today. Um, first of all, how are you and how's the last 12 months been?
1: Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's lovely to see you too. Um I'm fantastic. I'm honestly <laughs> feeling amazing today. Um, the last 12 months have been crazy. Um, but somehow through the grace of whatever. I have somehow managed to find a lot of peace during lockdown um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of inspiration and and motivation to to get myself moving um, and to help other people get moving. Um, And a lot of the time, what, what has kept me moving is seeing that what I'm doing is helping other people move. So even on days when I couldn't really be asked, I'm like, nah, because when I get up and I go and I see other people going, I'm going to be filled with that gas as well. So, mm. yeah, the last 12 months of being crazy.
0: And it's not even just the running. I see you chefing it up in the kitchen, you know. You think we don't see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Sometimes on, I have on. these little... Sometimes I have these little moments of inspiration, um, like when I made, uh, what's it called, buttermilk chicken. i I'd never made buttermilk chicken in my life and I just woke up and I was like, do you know what I feel like trying today? Some fried chicken. So I just hit the internet and yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, I had a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: So this is a Run for Heroes episode, um, and we've had so many different people engage with us on socials, and over the last 12 months, loads of people have picked up running as just an escapism, or maybe it's just a community flex where you've just gone running with other people, Um, and the reason why I call you the vet is because I don't know how long ago now, maybe two years, definitely before the pandemic, met you for a Nike event, shout out to Sevian as well, just connecting groups of community and people, and really just seeing your journey all the way since then to now has been mad inspiring man so I just want to go back for those who don't know your journey let us know yeah who are you what do you do and how did you fall in love with running?
1: Oh, thank you Swahili. Um, so I fell in love with running back in 2006 when I was a little bit overweight had some uh, bad habits and basically a friend of mine ran the marathon and I went to go and watch them run the marathon. I've lived in London my entire life but never oh, had I right. been to see that race. And because she was running it, I went, I watched it and I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I was really inspired to, to run. So I said to my friends, right, I'm gonna run this next year. And all of them laughed. And it wasn't like an evil laugh. It was more, uh, you've got these terrible habits. How are you just gonna switch from not really being that active to a marathon mm-hmm. in 12 months? So it was that that inspired me to run the marathon. So I trained, not not enough at all ran the race the following year, had a terrible experience, but that experience inspired me to like try again. So I then signed up for New York Marathon and I did that a a few months later. Um, I went by myself, didn't have lots of money, so I booked into a hostel, stayed in a room filled with like double bunks of about 30 people. After I finished the race, I actually got cramped and fell off the bed, bust my head. And like all of these experiences, it, it, it was just, I guess making me more attuned to my body and my mind and realising the connection between those two. Mm. Um, And then as time passed, I guess running helped me deal with some problems that I didn't know I had. So it was then therapy and then through that Mm. therapy, through running, I guess I gained more confidence and I realised that I wasn't actually that happy with my life. Um, Mm -hmm. So I started to make small little changes, like going to bed earlier, eating better food like hanging out with with different people who would inspire me. Um, and it was at that point that I was like, oh, I, even though I love this job that I'm doing as a sports development officer, I see a lot of other people just going out and trying new things. So I want to try new things. Um, yeah. So I just put my heart and soul into running. And I guess Nike saw what I was doing uh, because of an introduction through Charlie Dark at Rundam Crew. Big him up. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's the godfather. For sure. And... From that relationship, uh Nike offered me a job as a Nike run club coach. Mm-hmm. And from there, I've I've sort of <laughs> coached <laughs> a few people and in that time set up track mafia with my friends mm-hmm. and my now. Girlfriend. Amazing,
0: you know. That's crazy. Can I just say, like, hats off to you? Do you know what I mean? From going to just seeing someone supporting a friend and now a whole 360 and doing it something as, as something you love. It's crazy though, isn't it? So can I pick up on the bad habits? Like, I think that's been something that we um, were talking yeah. about in the last episode and, um, shouts goes out to Dr. Aria, who was just going through, yeah, how lifestyle and running and all of these things, eating, communally, all of those things tie in together. So what were some of your bad habits that running helps you shake off?
1: Um, So one of my biggest bad habits was just eating terrible food, like eating too many kebabs, eating far too much chips, eating rice like five or six times a day, drinking (laughs) loads of cans of Cokes, eating like lots of chocolate and not only doing that throughout the day, but then doing that at nighttime. So Mm. if you're up until one, two o'clock watching a movie, I'm, I'm still eating like full fat, crisps and chocolate (laughs) but then not really exercising that much then I would go go out and I would have a few beers and not have lots of sleep and all of that over time like you can do that from time to time of course like there's nothing wrong with doing those things but when you do it in excess it it damages your body Um, but until you, you start to improve that you don't realize what a bad way your body is actually in And I used to realise those things day by day. So it was just sort of like itching away at me. Like I found it hard to run up a flight of stairs. (laughs) Mm. Like I was out of breath when I chased a train. And and these are all things that you need in day-to-day life. Um, So, yeah, I just started going to sleep earlier, changed Mm. my diet by switching things in. So putting down cans of Coke and cans of lemonade, and drinking sparkling water with cordial. And then finally bringing it down a little bit, switching out sweets for like grapes, switching out chocolate for Nutri-Grain bars, like just tiny mm. little wins. Um, and that helped me on my way.
0: Yeah. Fam, I'd love for you to be my coach, you know, this isn't even <laughs> a good song, <side>, but like... <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> because you, you know what it is? It's like when you talk about it like that, it doesn't seem radical, but it is radical at the same time. Like those small tweaks that you do, they have a massive impact. And just what you said about, yeah, my thing at the moment is um, sparkling water and elderflower. Fam, the yes. elderflower cordial, yes. listen, oh, it bangs too hard, you know, so for, to come off the sugar stuff and then just ah. ease my way off. I love what you say about the, the swapping out of things, but swapping in good things at the same time. Um, so as a coach now, is it easier to coach someone, given that you've had experience of changing bad habits to good habits? Or what would you say is some of the barriers that people still face when it comes to running?
1: So the, the barriers that a lot of people face when they come to running is, for some strange reason, many people think that they're going to be an expert or really, really good straight away when With running, unless you have a certain level of base fitness, it's going Mm -hmm. to be tough. It's going to be hard. So getting people to understand that if they just push through that that early barrier, things will become a lot easier. So I break that down by saying to people, you don't have to be able to run two miles, three miles. Just start out, run for 30 seconds, walk for 30 seconds, run for 30 Mm -hmm. seconds and build up on that. Um, Lots of people are also a little bit embarrassed by either their bodies or by what they think people are thinking about their bodies so yes. they don't want to go out for runs for fear of judgment um mm. so what I say to people is if you're not completely comfortable with your body then find an environment where you can be comfortable and in the beginning I, I know I went through this I only went running <laughs> at night time when it was dark <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd wear triple black so, so people couldn't see me. And There's no way. <laughs> like, and like these are the little things that you, I guess, do to, to move past barriers. Um, many people reference that they don't really have lots and lots of time. And I say to them, you don't need lots of time. All you need is a little bit of time. And instead of trying to like slice out this big piece of your day to give to running, why not tie it into your life? Like you walk to the coffee shop every day or you walk to the shop every day. So instead of walking, why not slap on your shorts or your lycra and run for that coffee and walk back? So it's just tiny little things or getting off a bus, a stop earlier and jogging just to get a little bit of cardio. And I say to people as well, you don't have to run all of the time. You can walk, you can jog, you can run, like as long as you're moving and as long as it makes you happy.
0: Yeah. I think that's such a big point about just move. I know that for most of my lockdown, I was under my duvet recording a lot of radio, but until I made a conscious effort to say, actually, let me just get up an hour earlier, hit the park and actually get out and move. Um, so how much has that got an impact on mental health and just feeling positive about yourself? I'm sure those two things go hand in hand.
1: Oh, they definitely do. The, the, the endorphins that are re- released, like that happy, joyful, mental drug that you have Mm. from just enjoying a moment like exploring your environment and and using your body to explore your environment like it's so uplifting to be able to move freely without fear of injury without fear of like it just gives you this cardio confidence which makes you stand a little bit taller because you know if you see a bus you can run for that bus you're going to get that bus and that gives you that It just makes you a little bit taller and Mm. that feeds into the rest of your life. So because you now have a little bit more confidence, that then feeds into your relationships, that feeds into your work life, that feeds into the way that you might attack problems that you might face. And these are all like the tiny little things that people don't fully realise that you can get from running. And that Mm. has an impact on on your mental health because Mm. that confidence makes you feel I guess, stronger, faster, fitter,
0: Um,
1: (laughs) which makes you just take on life.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I wanted to save this moment for when we are actually on this call together, because I don't think you'll really remember. We met through an event as well for Julian Knox. He was hosting an event at Soho Radio. Um, Of course I do, with Foz. Yes, with Foz and everyone was in like, well, we couldn't do it now given the pandemic, but it was (laughs) very small. (laughs) Very small studio. And I think I'd just come back like the year before doing a run, a 5K run with Nike, and we'd gone to Greece. And I'd never, you know, when they said run, I've been doing basketball presenting. So I thought, oh, a five on five, I'll host it. No problem. They were like, yeah, bring our running shoes. I said, why? <laughs> why am I going <laughs> to, what am I going to need my running shoes for? And, you know, the first day we landed, the heat hit me and I had to do this lap of 5K and everyone was athletes. And I remember coming back thinking, all I need to do is get to the finish line. By God's grace alone, I made it to the finish line. My time (laughs) was at least like 26. We had one of the boys from our group make it like second place. I was like, listen, let me just finish the dancing and let me just sit down and realize I've done it. And for someone who's listening now who needs the inspiration of the finish line in sight. I remember sitting with you and you just said, Swaz, you finished. And that's the main thing. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that moment because I didn't feel great at the end because my time wasn't as fast as everyone else's. But given you're the pro, for you to say you finished was, that was really encouraging. Um, and so I just wanted to throw it over to you really. Who's encouraged you along the way? Who said, well done, man, you finished the race. It may not even be a physical, you've done a run, but milestones along the way. Just wanted to hear from you, some of your inspirations and who said, well done.
1: Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you're a guy, so you know, you're actually the guy. <laughs> There are so many people that inspire me on a day-to-day basis. Um, I I could do a whole show on the people that have helped me get Mm. on my way. But speaking about, like, milestones that have completely changed the course of my life, like, My first person is a guy called Eugene Minogue, who was my boss at Westminster. And it was him that took a chance on me. It was him Mm -hmm. that paid for my first sports qualifications. It was him that gave me my job as a sports development officer. Then the next person who, who helped me is a young lady called Ellie Wood. And it was her that introduced me to a different way of coaching. It was her that helped me set up RDC West, or should I say we set up RDC West together um, yeah. with the help of obviously Charlie Dark. Then, after that, meeting Charlie Dark, he introduced me to a completely different creative world. And after Charlie, I met another guy called Chop, and he inspired me and taught me about marketing and like how I guess the private sector creative part of the world works. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many people, and my girlfriend Jules, who every single day even though she may not know it, gives me advice whether she speaks <laughs> or she's not speaking. <laughs> like one of the many reasons that I'm in the position that I'm in is because she gives me such awesome counsel. Um, mm. like I'll go home or I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, I've got an idea. And I'll spend the next 15 minutes like going through this idea or talking about this exercise or like downloading my day. And without all of these things, Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be the person that I am. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think more people should take time to acknowledge like why we are not even in the positions that we're in, but why we are the people that we are and Mm -hmm. like how we got there. Because by doing that, you educate the next generation, the youth that we're trying to help. I guess what I'm trying to say is we show them that it can be done because part of this is, is seeing people do things that look like you. And that's why it's such an awesome feeling that when I see, obviously when I see everybody, but when I see my young brothers and sisters, like looking at what I'm doing and then I'm looking at what Charlie's doing and Charlie's looking at what people older than he is. Like we we have to, we have to carry on. We have to keep building these bridges and these chains. Yeah. So mm. yes, yeah, a community inspiration.
0: Absolutely. Hats off to everyone. Shouts to Jules, man. I've got four of <laughs> you <they're> listening to. <laughs> these ideas are just cooking up. Oh, Corey, it's been such a pleasure, you know. And before we, we leave our guests, we always have to do a quick fire round. Um, so first of all, this is this is off topic, but quick fire round. What are you cooking at the moment? What's in the kitchen? What's on the recipe list at the moment? What's your fave?
1: Um, so my favourite is obviously jerk chicken, rice and peas, mac and cool. cheese, plantain, um, and obviously some roti. Um, but what I, will be <laughs> what I will be cooking today is just some salmon with like a seasoning. Okay. Some lentils, quinoa and some spinach and kale. Today is healthy day. Mm.
0: We're waiting for the cookbook, you know. You don't think we're, we're, we've got... <laughs> we're waiting for the cookbook. That's the next app that we need to be doing. Okay, so my quick fire questions. Number one, best advice you've ever been given. I love this question.
1: Um, best advice I've ever been given is don't give up on yourself.
0: Mm, yeah. Don't yeah. give up
1: on yourself because you're, regardless of what anybody says, you have to believe in yourself. Mm, like you can't yeah. go out there into the big wide world and not believe in yourself and expect other people to invest time and resources in you if you yourself do not care.
0: You're right. Yeah. Great advice. under um, <laughs> a morning. <laughs> I, but you know what? Sometimes they're the debate ones, but really. You have to save it as a note. You have to set it as an alarm just so that you don't lose yourself. Um, actually, yes. off topic, as a as a creative fan, there are so many things sometimes that you want to go and create and create and create. But if you don't stop and celebrate the wins along the way, it's almost like the ideas become, um, you know, like they can just get thrown away because they're good, but they don't get celebrated enough. So how do you put into practice just stopping and celebrating the small wins before moving on to the next? Yeah.
1: Um. I always, I'm caught in between a rock and a hard place as I am a big believer in, regardless of what you did then, what are you doing now? Because even though people will remember those projects, people always turn one page back to see what the last thing you did was. So I'm in two camps. I always stop and take stock of the, like some of the ridiculousness that we've done or that we've worked on but I always then think to myself that was cool but what can we do next Mm. and it doesn't even have to be it's not even about doing it better for me it's about exploring whether or not we can do it differently or if there's even a way of doing it better um so but I always sit down and say wow that's nuts (laughs) like that's (laughs) That's literally, that's literally my phrase. And sometimes I might get a little bit teared up and, and cry for a little bit. right? Because like some of the projects that we have worked on or some of the things that we have accomplished, whether it's us as a team or me as an individual, like they're like some, some things that I never, ever would have thought I was doing or that I would be part of. Mm. so I'm still one of those people regardless of where I am in, in my career I still raise my hand and go who me uh, me <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. is there another <laughs> Corey here like <laughs> yeah
1: because it's not even imposter syndrome it's more just a case of you think that at some point you're gonna hit a ceiling of some kind mm-hmm. and I've realized that that is a mentality that for whatever reason has been entrenched in many of our minds, that there yeah. is a ceiling when for me, there's, there's no, there's no ceiling. Mm. Like you, you, you keep, you keep working, you kill, you keep building bridges. You keep dropping down ladders. You keep climbing up ladders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You keep moving. You keep it moving. Yeah. You,
1: have, you have, to keep, have to keep moving.
0: You really do. You really do. What's been your wildest win? If we're celebrating wins in this moment, where do you look back and pinch yourself and think, that is crazy. That was actually mad.
1: Um, (laughs) What's been one of the moments? My wildest win um, has to be um, an event that we worked on, that we built as a Trap Mafia team in collaboration with Nike and Rosie Lee. Um, We set up a series of events called Get Paid, which was basically street street racing for young people who basically Mm. wanted to create a a grant scheme for, I guess, fast, (laughs) fast young people. So we did our first race on a go-kart track in the middle of December and we got a few people and we gave away um, some money as prizes, but also an opportunity for young people to have a conversation with a brand, um, to learn a bit more about one, how a brand works and two, how you can work with a brand. And I guess this is what I mean about there being no ceiling, event after event got ever so slightly bigger and, and ever so slightly better. Um, the next event that we did was in another car park. Um, and then my moment was walking out of Wembley Park train station and seeing Trap Mafia get paid emblazoned. Wow across Wembley Stadium and we were running a race in Wembley Stadium's underground car park with access to the pitch with young people playing grime with artists performing and a DJ and I was like this is ridiculous. <laughs> <How> is <laughs> wake up twist? someone
0: wake me up. <laughs>
1: I was like this is ridiculous Um, and then after that we did another event and we shut down Westfield and we raced around Westfield <laughs> so like these are things that Like, I would never, ever have imagined, but people put trust in myself and my team to put on these events. Obviously, that trust didn't come immediately. We've worked with Mm. Nike and and Rosalie for years. Like, we started off doing really small, tiny events in, like, underground pubs with 10 10 people. (laughs) Like, we didn't just arrive. Like, we've been doing it since, oh, wow, 2013 or 2014. So, like, we've worked on it. But things like that, like I, I would never have. That's not, why, that's not why the fat boy started running. I just started yeah. to run because people said I couldn't.
0: Mm. And that alone was inspo enough, right? That alone is, is where you, yeah, keep it going. And, and you look back at those moments and you think, yeah, I really would not be doing this. Do you know what I mean? I, my life could have gone anywhere else. But when you look at what you're doing, it's a pinch me moment. And yeah, I'm actually yep. awake and I'm not, I'm not dreaming this up. Um, yeah, big wins, big big wins. And um, my next question is: Are you more of a morning or evening exercise person?
1: Um, probably with my choice, an evening person.
0: An evening, per- yeah, all in black, blackout. Yeah. <laughs> favorite place to run?
1: <laughs> um, my favourite place to run is definitely probably. Hmm.
0: Because I see your stories, man. I'm like raw
1: The wedding cake. <laughs>
0: Where? Where you go?
1: The wedding, the wedding cake. Um, so <laughs> it's this route that goes from the bottom of Sydenham High Street all the way up Sydenham and then up to the top of um, like near Dulwich. Mm.
0: And
1: it's just a route just filled with hills and then through Dulwich Woods. And the reason why that's my favourite route is because in the beginning, okay. I used to be gassed. I could not get up that hill I used to have to walk I remember holding my belly like nearly frying up at times sweating cramping and I love going up it now because when I'm in that place I just float up it like I just dance to the top and then roll back Mm. down and it just shows like when you I guess commit to something you will improve and Mm. the only reason it gets harder is because you push harder and that 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 fills you with a lot of strength because it it tells yourself that you can accomplish like so much more than you ever anticipated. Because when I first attacked that hill, I never thought there'd be a point or time when I would dance up it and be like, oh, what if I can run faster?
0: That word float is such a beautiful image of, of progress. Do you know what I mean? Like having to struggle at first, but now floating and dancing on top of that hill. Um, and so on that note, anyone who is listening thinking it's all right for you. Do you know what I mean? You, you've, you've done it, you've conquered it and and you're here now, but I am still at square one. I'm still at the bottom of that hill. What advice would you give to that person who's thinking they want to run, but the barrier is still alive?
1: My advice to those people is one step at a time one step at a time, just get to the bottom of the road, which is something that I used to tell myself in the very beginning, because what I wanted to do was eventually get around my entire block. But when I first started running that first day, all I wanted to do was get to the bottom of the road. I wasn't concerned anymore about anything else. All I was concerned with was my tiny win. All I needed was a win. I set myself up purposely for a win and I I, I I didn't really think about my ego because that's one thing when you're starting out, you have to put your ego in your back pocket. Like you Mm -hmm. have to, you have to say to yourself, I'm not good at this yet. And it's Mm -hmm. okay. It's fine. It's fine. All you have plenty of time to improve. So if all you're doing is running to the first tree on your road, it does not matter because yesterday you did not run to that tree. Right. (laughs) So improvement every day and also what I say to people is improvement doesn't always come in pace or in distance always search for feelings and when Mm -hmm. I say that is is when I work with lots of beginner runners and I ask them how their run was they like to talk a lot of stuff about time and pace and distance and all of that I'm like no I said how was your run (laughs) how did it make you feel and they're like oh What do you mean? Are you not interested? I was like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. We can talk about the times later when we get to a place where we're chasing times. But now Mm. what we're doing is we're chasing feelings. We want happiness, we want joy. As in, because that's how we get the endorphins. (laughs) So (laughs) how did you feel? Oh, I I felt nice. I was like, what did you see? What do you mean, what did I see? On your run, what did you see? You you weren't Mm. running with your eyes closed. Oh, I saw a tree or I saw a bird. And then you start to appreciate nature. And you start to appreciate your environment and see things that you may not necessarily have looked at before, which is mm-hmm. also the beautiful thing about running. Like you explore your environment in a different way and you see things that you may not have seen when you're powering at pace yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> your, in your car or on your bike. Right.
0: Yeah. The way you describe it makes me feel like I'm on holiday. You know, I'm like, what the I go and see? <laughs> So that's it's true. that's how I
1: fool myself into to <laughs> in the beginning. That's that's all I did. Like I was I wasn't I wasn't running out on the road.
0: Yeah. Like
1: sometimes if I I open up a different part of my my head, of course I'm in South London slapping the grey pavement. But mm. when I'm in that space, I'm I'm in the Caribbean or I'm in Asia or I'm I'm part of some secret mission and I'm the Black James Bond or I'm Super <laughs> Mario, like. It, these are the things that you have to like allow your imagination to, to, to run wild.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to find where I'm going to go on holiday next the minute I put my running shoes on. So, Oh, Corey, you're always a joy. You know, you were always, always a joy. Shouts goes out to you and track mafia, the whole family. Um, Where can we find you? What have you got coming up? We would love to plug all that you're doing.
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram. I am Bit Beefy, and if you'd like to follow Trap Mafia, it is Trap Mafia underscore. Um, and our Trap Mafia sessions are on Thursday night, six o'clock, Paddington Recreation Ground. Uh, we also are in partnership with Gymbox, and we run two um, awesome clubs. One is at Elephant Castle on a Wednesday evening with Justin, and one is on Sunday at Stratford with uh, Andre and Bullet. And what have I got coming up? Um, we've just started another, I guess, mini mafia, as we like to do lots of work with young people. So we have just started a well, it's starting in June. It's a Monday night session with Westminster for 14 to 18 year olds um, for any type of young person. But the young people that we really want to hear hear from are people who aren't just interested in running. They're interested in a holistic way of life mm. they are interested in learning more about fitness and changing their environment yeah i like told you man i
0: told you are the, man, you're the guy that's no. <laughs> the, the deck is is it's almost like you've read from a deck do you know what i mean it's uh, <laughs>
1: this is this is coming straight from my 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 dome off the head
0: off the top of your dome <laughs> Corey, thank you so much for your time. You're locked in right now with me, Swazi, and Corey right here for a brand new podcast from Run For Heroes. Um, Episodes are dropping weekly. Make sure you lock in and we'll see you guys very, very soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And that's a wrap. I'm Swazi and thanks for listening to Run For Heroes, the podcast. Make sure you do all that good stuff. Rate, review, subscribe, or follow, and we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Plus, don't forget to get involved with 5K May and share your experience on socials. Make sure you tag us at run.4.heroes Till next time, I'll see you soon. Bye.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.